The following podcast is a Rock Course Radio production. service called Anchor.fm, and this is our first Sci-Files episode on Anchor. Yay! And uh, according to what uh, Ryan has told me, it actually hooks us up to quite a number of different uh, audio platforms where you can now go ahead and listen to us, and uh, I invite you to go click on each one and listen to each episode again and again and again on each one of these uh, platforms such as Applecast, or is it Apple Podcast? Yep. Applecast, and uh, uh, what else? Uh, we have uh, Pocket Cast um, has has a service um, as well as Overkill. Overkill. Um, if you you know if you fancy the Overkill. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Colin Hay song Overkill. Or Overwatch. Or Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first thing I found when I looked it up. I was like. No, this isn't the right website. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that a Blizzard game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of the sites that we're available on um, also include uh, uh, the usuals. Like, uh, st- you'll see us pop up on Stitcher Radio again, as well as uh, Google Play. And um, I think some of the old feed may still come up if you search us. Um we sh- it should come up with a different logo. Uh, you'll see just the regular Rotten Corpse Entertainment or the Rotten Corpse Radio banner with the the little uh, corpse face um, in it. If you're still seeing the other logo popping up, it's still the old feed. So uh, be patient with us. But um, here's a couple things to keep in mind. Uh, if you download the Anchor.fm app, uh, not only do you get access to tons of content from not only us but just um, a plethora of different podcasts Um, but you also get different kinds of access like um, the ability to have chats with us um, on you know on demand being able to send uh, messages when when you want so it's not even just a matter of leaving comments but now you can actually have interactive chats with us Um, so that's all available through the app at anchor.fm yep and you can get that on the apple store and uh, google play is where that's available for those Apple and Android users. And if you're an Apple user, I'm sorry, um, but you can still get it at Apple Play. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. And uh, I gotta not do the ums. Remember, we gotta stay away from the ums. Yeah, the ums are kind of tough. Yeah, the ums are kind of tough. Maybe we should do like something like da 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 da. Nah. <laughs> So, today on our show, we're going to talk about a few things. One of them is going to be 
a movie review of The Incredibles because we saw that today and it was incredible. The Incredibles is incredible. The Incredibles is incredible. Yeah, there you go. And there is something that both my husband and I will actually rarely say about any sequel to a movie, especially cartoons. The Incredible 2 is actually better than the first one. It was better than the first movie. It, it definitely was. It could actually almost play as the first movie, just on a standalone if you've never seen the first yeah, movie. Yeah, if you hadn't seen the first movie, this actually doesn't take anything away from the fact that you haven't seen the first movie. Because, yeah, the first movie came out like 14 years ago. So... Uh, and they, they actually did something really cool at the beginning of it, right before they played it. They had uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Craig T. Nelson, and the gal that uh, does the voice for Elastigirl all do a thing, uh, a little triple yeah. speech where they, they switch, uh, they say a little bit and then switch to the next person about the fact that, yeah, we know this movie 14 years ago, but I mean, hey, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for coming to see the movie, and we promise you it's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible, um, and it's great. And so it was really cool that they did that at the beginning of the movie uh, for the three main voice actors. In it. This is going to sound like a really stupid thing to say or ask right out the top, but does Mr. Incredible have like his own like version of Dauber, considering he's voiced by Craig T. Nelson? Uh, no, actually, he does not. There, There is no Dauber. Though he does have to deal with a toddler uh, that has 17 different superpowers that has no control over them whatsoever in, well, as minor, minor, minor control. But basically, you know, I mean, imagine having to deal with a kid that not only could teleport but shoot lasers out of his eyes at your face the moment, oh, hey, that was very cool, you just teleported, zot, right through your skull. I mean, okay, so, yeah, you got to give it up for him for that. Uh, I mean, it definitely sounds a lot more strenuous than potty training. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that the potty training phase is going to be maybe in the next movie. <laughs> the one thing that I did mention earlier... I will mention to you all is that one of the things that I did enjoy about the movie was how we list well first part was they did a really great job in the character profiling Every everybody had their own type of character their own personality their own little quirks so you can easily separate them just by listening to their voice it was awesome but it was also realistic to a point he had a teenage daughter that was pissed off with him because she accidentally uh, and yes there's some spoilers but she accidentally sh showed this boy she really liked in school that had a date of who she was as a superhero which in the movie it's illegal to be a superhero and so the father told this told their agent this, the men in black and told the men in black <laughs> told the men in black and basically <laughs> erased the guy's memory of the incident but also of Violet the teenager and so she's stumbling around being anti-superhero and being really pissed yeah, off with her dad. she's pissed off at dad because her boyfriend now doesn't remember her. <laughs> oh, um, no. Yeah. Or soon-to-be boyfriend. And I, like I, and, and I have to say, the movie stands on its own. You do not have to have seen the first movie to enjoy and understand the second movie. 
because they redeveloped the characters over again in a very smooth yet quick fashion so you get the idea of what you know the whole thing is about uh so almost kind of like the um just pulling another kids series kind of like watching the minions versus despicable me yeah where you kinda, can where, yeah. You, where it really Holy does kind of give you a different kind of uh, history yeah. yeah backstory and they do mention the first movie briefly in the beginning of the movie where they talk about their time on the island yeah but that's really the only time it's ever mentioned is yeah the beginning part yeah and so yeah the first movie yeah like she says is barely mentioned and so the development of this movie as a standalone and enjoyable was really well done and another thing that they did a really incredible job of is the action action sequences when there was a lot going mm -hmm. on and how they cycled through everything to keep the action flowing um, between the different characters and what they were doing because I mean the kids were doing their own thing at one point the dad, you know, Mr. Incredible, is doing the one baby. thing. <laughs> yep. The baby is Pass doing its own thing. Yeah. Uh, the mom is, kind of, she's actually the star of this one. The mom, Elastigirl, is. So, spoiler there. Um, no, um, she's the, <laughs> she's the star. <laughs> and she, uh, she carries it really well. Does a really good mm -hmm. job. And, you know, it touches on the whole male-dominated society thing. There's an underlying uh, political part of the whole bit for that, or huh. social, not political, but social uh, commentary on it, which mm. I thought was really cool. And even though they had a predictable villain, they actually did a good job of the predictable villain. That was one <laughs> thing I was going to say, too, is that I had the whole plot nailed within the first 15 minutes of the movie. I knew exactly who the villain was going to be. I knew what they were trying to do and hmm. uh, and the whole bit. But when I say that, I have to also say I have seen an awful lot of superhero movies. Awful. I mean, even some of the 1980s stuff, TV series and things. You know, Bill Bixby's The Incredible Hulk. I've read comic books, you know, I, online, real paper. and So I know the traditional... Yeah comic book superhero villain tropes so i had it just nailed and i mentioned it to her and once they revealed the villain she looks over at me and goes you nailed it and i'm like yeah i know well actually i said i did, i agree because yeah. i actually had figured out that was the that was it now granted we thought everybody as a villain was included so they did kind of switch it up a little but um yeah, I grew up with a lot of storylines, and I know all kinds of variations of storylines. And yet, when Asa said, it's going to be this, I'm like, yes, it's going to be. And then I said, yep, we nailed it. Mm -hmm. And she said, I nailed it. No, I didn't. E even if she heard. says we, she said I. <laughs> I guaranteed that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even we has two eyes in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, actually, I, I do have to rant about something, though. Okay. I do have to seriously... It's the second time I've seen it in a different theater owned by a completely <coughs> different company. And that is, 
one of the things about going to a movie theater is you're going to spend money on overpriced popcorn and overpriced candy and stuff like that. And if yeah. you're going to do it, go ahead and do it. But one of the things that annoys me to no end now is how the hell a movie theater charges you six to seven bucks for a plastic tin of nachos that they used to take corn chips out of a warming machine, put them in the tin, and then squirt cheese all over them. If you wanted jalapenos, they'd drop them on there. Awesome. And they'd hand you this, and sometimes you could get other little things like bits of meat and whatever. Now, you say, yeah, I want some nachos, and you expect the gal to turn around and do all of this for you? No. They hand you a plastic tin, a bag of Doritos, and a little cup of nacho cheese, and ask you, do you want jalapenos? And they put a scoop of them in part of the tin for you, and say, enjoy your nachos. Seriously? A bag of Doritos. And they charge you $7 for a little bag of Doritos, and like two ounces of cheese, of, of cheese sauce. And uh, to make sure everybody understands, he's not talking about Doritos, he's actually just talking about corn chips. Well, the one was Doritos. The one oh. that we went to in the Pioneer Place was a bag of Doritos. Okay. Yeah. yeah I screwed up. Yeah, it's like, seriously. <laughs> I, can get, I can get a jar of queso cheese, mm. ch nacho cheese sauce, and a Which small bag so of Doritos. For three bucks at Plaid Pantry well, or Seven Seven Eleven. Altogether would be probably seven because the uh, jar of cheese because I bought those before about three to four dollars. Yeah. But you get a whole jar. You don't get this little dab of of cheese that they serve you at the. Uh, you know, and I understand you're gonna pay double price in a movie theater for like a candy bar. Okay, I get that. But seriously, people. A bag of Doritos and a little two-ounce cup of nacho cheese sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like um, <laughs> it seems like theater theater portions have gotten a lot more rinky-dink. Um, yeah, I mean, in some places they'll give you like free refills of popcorn. Yeah, they'll give you like maybe a one refill of like soda or whatever. Um, a lot of theaters have beer now, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I do remember there was a time, especially like um, in our area when Century Theater first, you know, opened That's up. the one we went to with Century um, Theater. Yeah, remember how they used to have like the the ice cream stand? Yeah. They would actually it. give you a real decent cup of ice cream. Yeah. Um, they used to have the, or I, they might even still have it, the bulk area for candy, um, which I don't even know what they, they charge for those. I don't know. Um, we paid 10 bucks for a large soda and a box of Junior Mints. Ugh. Yeah, that's. They're the king size junior mints, and it was frozen. And it was cold. So. It was refrigerated, so it was much better. <laughs> so it was. They charged five dollars for your refrigeration cold, purposes. Cold junior mints rocks. <laughs> it does. I don't care. Makes it taste better. I was disappointed because all they had was strawberry cheesecake ice cream. Apparently, they had issues with their refrigerator. Uh. And it's ninety some degrees outside, and you're like, ice cream. So just to loop back. Definitely see Incredibles too. It is worth it. Uh, for those of you who kind of need to know, understanding that the slight backstory, basically there are superheroes that are becoming illegal because of the 
after effect of what happens when they showed up and people were were deeming that it was unnecessary to have them because it's too expensive. Well, it was people were getting injured in superhero supervillain battles, and because they couldn't punish the supervillains anymore, they started to punish the superheroes, and, and so, so they became illegal. And so, in the first movie, they get and they get resorted to the ordinary life, and this is what it's like when superheroes have to deal with the ordinary life, suppressing their powers and being angry because they can't do anything about anything. And then, of course, Mr. Incredible gets an offer. Okay, and if you haven't seen the first Incredibles movie, all right, you know what? Just download it, watch yes. it, rent it. It's probably on Netflix right now. Probably. Mm -hmm. Actually, I believe it if is. If you live, I think it's what, in Bend, Oregon, there is one blockbuster left. You can go there. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, wow. it's like the last blockbuster video rental is, Holy I cow. think, in Bend, Oregon now. Because I know the one that we had up the street from here, mm -hmm. they were open until like about five years ago. Yeah. Which yeah. I was There's always only surprised by. Now, but right. I saw that in the news today. So. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, I find that funny because uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was just. Uh, Comparing Donald Trump's uh, ideal of bringing coal back yeah, to, blockbuster. to Blockbuster Video versus <laughs> Netflix. So that one place in Ben, I mean, maybe it's in the ghost section of the town? I don't know. I think it's Ben. It might be somewhere else. But it I thought like it, the Valley of the Dead. I thought it was in Bend. Yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, Incredibles was incredible. That's what yes. I got to say. And it was. It was better than the first one, and it is definitely worth the watch. Adult or kids alike, it's a very kid-friendly movie, but it's also extremely adult-friendly. Hmm. Um, this kind of leads me up to my next. Um, so you guys had recently seen Pacific Rim Uprising. Pacific Rim Uprising. We also saw Rampage. Hmm. Which was surprisingly good, actually. Really? Even if it was based off of uh, an old video game. But yes, uh, it was... Go ahead. This week, there are three stores remaining, but by next week, there will only be one store open for business in Bend, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And this was posted July 13th of this year. Wow, on Friday the 13th. On Friday the 13th, yeah. Oh yeah, today. So yeah, so Pacific Rim was disappointing to me it was not as good as the first movie and it covered i mean it, it did a really good job of picking up and moving on from the first movie but it was disappointing and mm. predictable <laughs> i mean beyond predictable well the only disappointing part was she didn't get a chance to really use um the Scrapper. Yeah, the little, yeah. The, they didn't the, use Scrapper like we wanted them to. Yeah, Scrapper. That was disappointing. Yeah, one of the heroes, <laughs> the heroine of the movie, mm. is a younger gal, probably 16 years old, yeah. who ends up building her own giant robot, though a mini version of a giant robot. Still a giant robot, bigger, yeah. you know, yeah. like three or four times taller than a person. <laughs> and she builds it herself. And it only needs one pilot. Uh, that's, if you haven't seen the first Pacific Rim or know anything about it, the giant robots need two pilots who linked their minds together to be able to function, because basically left and ha uh, left and right halves of the brain. 
for huh. the giant robot. She builds one that is just big enough to only need one pilot. Hmm. And yeah. does it really well too. It and yeah, and so that's like her introduction into the movie, uh, into the the second movie, and that was a good beginning. Yeah, I really liked that. Mm -hmm. Really good beginning, and how the fight scene between the mini robot and one of the giant robots was really cool. And then the movie falls down after that. Oh, really? Yes. Well, mm. my biggest problem was by it, by it, by themselves as like a standalone, they work. The problem I had was the first movie was basically mainly adults. It's adults fighting and everything. I also enjoyed the fact that they showed you how everything worked. Mm -hmm. Like you could really tell the nuts and bolts of every single item that they were working with these robots and the mechanics. I thought that was awesome. This one here was more like show and tell. Here's all these awesome robots we now have and this is what they can do. And this is what they could do when fighting with each other. And that's really <laughs> all the fun. That was really the only thing cool about it. The rest I found was they had mainly the big cast was just kids being cadets and being hmm. trained to do this. They had a couple adults. Um, they did have a couple of the people from the old movie, which was cool. Like the two scientists, the, the one that they meld with the um, alien from the last movie, he's actually in this, which actually they bring that back of him melding, which was cool. And then his sidekick scientist from the other movie comes into play too. So they do a couple cool things, but for the most part, it's really just show and tell. There's really no, um, I don't know, I just kind of felt like they just slapped on a band-aid and that was it. Uh, yeah, so. it, it really was a better version of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it really was. It, was, it, it really, it, that's kind of what it felt like was you know mighty morphin power rangers and the little mini bot was you know the little mini bot and mighty morphin power Rangers. oh god <laughs> you know, except you know the giant robots didn't talk yeah uh, axel and i were basically cheering on basically in the towards the end we're like she needs to have the scrapper she needs to yeah be the scrapper. it's like we now she's going to pull out the scrapper why that would be the perfect point in the movie to pull out the scrapper no all right fine <laughs> and the next scene oh hey scrapper 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 no it's like Scrapper doesn't come in until like the last like five minutes of the and movie. And she's not the one driving them. And yeah, the the hero the hero chick is not even the girl driving her mm. own little robot that so she So disappointing. Built. Yeah, it was. It was it, it just was disappointing on multiple levels. So as far as this movie goes, I mean, it's cool that they have some of the original cast in there. Um, mm -hmm. Like, how does John Boyega uh, play out in this film? Um, he did okay. Yeah. I. I mean, the acting was not bad. That, that's I, I have no trouble with the acting. I have no trouble with the special effects. I have trouble with the story. Yeah. Um, so John Boyega did a, a, a really good job playing his character and playing the, you know, roguish, I don't really want to be doing this, but you've caught me and now you've blackmailed me into doing it. So yeah, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to... To doing, it. Uh, he just seemed like a big complainer to me. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I mean, okay, yeah, all right. I mean, he's a guy and all, so yeah, sure. I mean, from a woman's perspective, yeah, that would be right. <laughs> My problem was they spoke too fast. I am one of those people that 
when you speak too low and mutter and speak too fast at the same time, I cannot understand you. And it was like that a lot throughout the movie with the kids. One of the things oh, that yeah. they did play up in the movie that actually was cool was the multicultural factor. Yes, so they did a cool job with that. They so you have Brits, Russians, Japanese, Chinese, and they are all speaking in their various ac accents or possibly that language mm. uh, in the movie. So they play up the fact that, yeah, we had a worldwide crisis and the world came together mm. to fight the crisis. And this was not as much portrayed in the first movie as it is the second movie. So oh, okay. that is one of the cool aspects of that, that they, they, they reinforced the, the world determination to fight against the bad guys rather than the Americans or, you know, yeah. the Brits. It seems like a, that's usually how it goes yeah. in, in a lot of films. So like, like, um, like the, what was it, the Battleship movie, you know? Yeah. It's like the redo of the, or the movie version of the fucking, the Borg game. It has yeah. nothing to do with the Borg game at all. Yeah, and not it's at all. all. It was still okay movie. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't, it, it it's not one that I want to rewatch over again yeah. or go out and buy, <laughs> but for seeing it and watching it, it was okay. Now, the one thing they did do that I was slightly impressed, I'm not sure about Axel, the villain was actually unpredictable. We, I personally thought it was going to be the Chinese chick who was in charge of the big giant, the new, the new and improved auto-robots. Drone, drone robots. robots. Yeah. Yeah. Drone robots. Which turned out to be not correct. She yeah. actually had nothing to do huh. being the villain. She created the drone robots. Yeah, she did create them. As but soon as... And, and I imagine many people got this when they saw the movie. Yeah. As soon as they saw one of the tech guys brain-melding with, with the remnants of the kaiju from spoiler, the first... Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> The, the brain remnant of the kaiju from the first movie, I knew right then he was the bad guy uh -huh. and what was going to be happening. Yeah. So you so you kind of figure it out throughout the movie, but it's just something that's not instantly there because you actually think it's the chick in charge of the drone party and it's not. It's her stuff being used now, by the guy who's helped working with her. Now, do either of you, or have either of you seen the video, um, it was like a promo for Pacific Rim 2 where um, I think it's like John Boyega and uh, Kaylee um, let's see Kaylee Spaney, or Spaney um, are playing with cats dressed up as the robots in the kaiju <laughs> and it's, I, I haven't seen that it's no. kind of it's weird really it's kind of funny because it's like a it's basically it's cute because it's a little bunch of little kittens mm -hmm. um, I think I think I actually saw that on the morning news. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Locally. You're saying that Pacific Rim 2 Uprising cashed in on the internet popularity of cat videos. They did. Way to go, Hollywood. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> the two really likable people in a room full of kittens, and shit just goes nuts. Yeah. Um, but I, was there a cucumber involved? No, oh God, that's actually horrible. I, I did that to my cat Robert one time. I'll never do it again. He was so freaked out. 
I, I, I've seen it, and I, I keep thinking that I'm going to do it to our cats every time we have cucumbers. I never actually end up doing it after because I forget about after it. After we record, I'll show you the video of, of, of the one I made. <laughs> so bad. I still feel bad for it. For him so it does happen that he will jump, cats do jump at cucumbers. Well, he did, but our cat Marcy didn't. Okay. Yeah, she didn't. But she had one eye, so I don't know if that mattered. <laughs> We did see Rampage. Yeah, we saw Rampage 2, yeah. another giant monster movie. And, and I I actually really liked it. Yeah, I was mm. impressed. It was actually definitely better. Definitely a lot of Jurassic Park scenes in there. You would know that you remember because there's one, especially one specific scene. The Rock, I believe it's The Rock. Or no, the it's rain, not. The Rock Johnson. No, not The Rock. Uh, there is this bigger guy he's the enemy oh it's the enemy dude the the us team he's getting the he was watching the helicopter go down did he have the lizard or the wolf he had the wolf okay. he had the big giant gun and oh. he's like ah crap watches his watches his helicopter and only chance to escape go down and then you see this big giant thing shadow behind him drool dripping on his shoulder and then you pan to large teeth which is the <laughs> ensigns of Jurassic Park scene. Yeah, it was a, it was a very Jurassic, but it was a very good scene. I mean, the yeah. whole, oh, the whole wolf. giant wolf ripping up a special forces unit <laughs> was actually pretty awesome. Oh, and yes, the wolf can fly and has porcupine hair that can shoot out and do massive well, damage. It, it can't fly so much as it can jump and glide, mm. really. Yeah, it can glide like a, like squirrels. Yeah, flying squirrel. squir it's a flying squirrel wolf. And then aside from uh, The Rock, also the movie has uh, Malin uh, Akerman. I think she was in the uh, the newest um, uh, Baywatch movie. I didn't even see that. That was actually funny. Another really good rock movie that just recently came out. And then uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan from The Walking Dead and many other things. <laughs> you know what? That's that, it's actually, you bring that up, and I have to say that I don't think that I have seen a movie that The Rock has been in that's actually been bad. Moana, Moana was good. No. Yeah. Moana was good. Uh, Jumanji 2 was awesome. Yeah, I keep I hearing about that. I've yeah. seen... So far, I've seen at least one bad one. Well, in your that opinion. That was the one where, I've, I'm skipping the name, but it's the one where he was a rescue pilot in a helicopter, and it was some kind of doomsday. And oh, um... Uh, it was really stupid. It's, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was some kind of earth-shattering effect, earthquake. I haven't seen that one. It was some so. kind of earthquake movie. But it wasn't the greatest. I well, thought it was one of his All worst. of the rock movies I have seen have actually been good. Yeah. And the thing is is that I didn't go to see them because of the rock. The fact that the it's rock was in them was kind of consequential for seeing the movies. I mean, Moana was really good. Uh, like I had said, Jumanji uh, was good. The one that I would say would be my least favorite was Journey to the Center of the Earth 2. I, I thought that one was a little silly. Never saw that one. But it was still okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I, I watched it the movies decent. that had The Rock because they had The Rock in them, yeah. like, uh, like The Rundown. I Rundown really, was good. I really dug that. Yeah. Walking Tall was uh, the remake of that. Was really good. <laughs> that had some funny scenes in it. Yeah. That was brutal, too. Yeah. Man. Just watching them beat the shells, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I will say The Rundown, though, that... 
the scene where he's getting his ass handed to him by all the by all the native guys. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was too. That San, was San Andreas is the movie. San Andreas. Actually, yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. seen that one. I heard so many bad yeah. things about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's decent in the Furious movie, the Fast and the Furious movies. I haven't seen I the latest too, one. Yeah. But oh, it's been and good. the one that I need to see that I keep meaning to see that has The Rock in it uh, was G.I. Joe 2. Uh, I, I did see that. that I haven't good, seen that. That was actually alright. And it's it's one that I keep going every time I think about it. It's like, oh yeah, I gotta I gotta see that one because I liked the first GI Joe movie. He's probably one of the better parts about that movie. Um, they really well, it also has Bruce Willis. So I mean, yeah, Bruce Willis and The Rock together. <laughs> I mean, come on, he's kind of he's not as much in it as you think he'd be though. Well, I mean, still yeah. though, yeah. The fact that they do get some screen time together, yeah. And then The Rock does have a new movie coming out called Skyscraper. It to me it doesn't look all the greatest. <laughs> I like the box covers comparisons <laughs> that I've been seeing online, comparing it to like Die Hard. It's <laughs> like, are they gonna call the next one like Skyscraper or Skyscraper? You know, like, <laughs> well, all it is two, is Skyscraper. Based off the previews, all it is is him and his family are on a skyscraper. It's falling down, and they have to get out of there. Yeah. That's basically what it looks like the whole movie is about. I'm not, I'm not going to see that one, though, because it's, it's just another... I mean, I saw, you know, the original Earthquake and Tidal Wave movies and yeah. stuff like that, you know, because the 70s had this big passion with the disaster movies, you know, the natural disaster movies. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's what really these are remakes of, to be honest. They just have an action star in them now doing action starry yeah. things. And so The Rock may be really good in it. I'm probably just not going to see it it's unless de- it, it happens to be on TV. It's definitely going to be one of those movies kind of like that like a, that, like that tightrope walking movie um, that came out recently um, about the about the guy the first guy who uh, who tightrope walks um, between two skyscrapers and lived. Oh, I haven't. Um, uh, yeah, they, they actually made a, a dramatization of that um, that stunt. I think I heard about that stunt and a while back. Just from the preview, the preview is kind of like if you got a problem with heights at all, the preview is <laughs> like jarring. And I always well, wait. Like, was, was this the one that they didn't want to show when it was first made because of the two towers attack, and then they I, released it later? Trying to think if that was the case or not, but I'm not sure if that was a thing. I know this. It could be though. Yeah, I know this. I think it did exist around that. You know, that yeah. It happened around. I know they had an issue with that with Spider, one of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they had to remake yeah. the Spider-Man movie because one of the, the scenes towers. had the, the two towers in it where he catches a helicopter in a web yeah. between the two towers. <laughs> and I they had to that. refilm that. Yeah. Didn't they but, do that in Deadpool 2 also? No, I don't think they did. Okay. No. <laughs> I was like trying to remember if something weird like that But happened. Rampage <laughs> is definitely, looping back to Rampage a little bit, definitely a good movie to see. Very interesting humor from the gorilla, and oh, yeah. they do a lot of, not really one phrases, but they do a lot of, they do some run one with phrases and some, of course the, of course the wolf can fly kind of scenario, and yeah. they're funny. It, it actually it, is it, legitly it, funny. Really, the gorilla has one liners. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Oh yeah, the gorilla has yes. one liners, and it's really good. Is it kind of like? Is is it just like expressive? No, it's it's they they take a they they do a takeoff of uh, Coco, uh, the sign language gorilla, 
they actually the He's rock uh, the the backstory is is that the rock taught uh, his white gorilla sign language. Oh, okay. well, and so the gorilla will tell jokes that he thinks is funny huh. in sign language. And they're not a. Yeah, and some of them are not appropriate. Yeah, not appropriate. <laughs> not children appropriate. Not appropriate. He plays jokes on them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, so The Rock um, works at some kind of sanctuary, big giant As a place, primatologist. And uh, yeah, and the white gorilla is one of his only kind albino friend, basically, in the sanctuary. Yeah. And then stuff from the space got created by an evil scientist. Well, it's not stuff from space. It's human kind created. Of it's human created genetic modifying technology that they were creating in space because it was illegal to create on the planet. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the one or more of the genetic experiments gets loose on the space station, causing it to crash, and three of the canisters of the genetic mutation crashes to earth and the canister survive infecting a wolf george the gorilla and an alligator which are all of the the three characters from the rampage video game yeah. mm. which and you don't even think about the crocodile until he doesn't actually appear until towards the end because yeah. you have both the wolf and the gorilla and then you're sitting going well wait a minute they have a collected the third canister what happened to the third canister and, and then, then all of a sudden, and then the crocodile swimming up the river. <laughs> so it's almost like the croc is kind of like a comic relief in that. No, actually, no. no. The croc ends up being a big part of the last battle. Oh yeah. Mm. A huge part of the last battle. Oh yeah. Um, and there is mention of it. Well, they don't mention the croc, but they mention some of what it does in the background news stories and stuff. It's like some mysterious thing happened. And oh, you know yeah. it's the crocodile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. A fun little bit. Definitely. But it was, it was really good. And I have to actually say that I know that with uh, a recent release of one of the new Godzilla movies that came out a couple years ago, and then Kong Skull Island, yeah. they... Uh, They're pretty much teasing at the whole... Yeah. yeah. Well, Rampage isn't part of this, but... The, you know, Marvel has the, you know, their superhero phases and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, DC is doing its Dark World with, like, the new Mummy thing mm -hmm. uh, with Tom Cruise. I think that was a DC thing. No, it's uh, Universal. Universal. Yeah. And they're teasing their Dark World that's going to, you know, that scuttlebutt has it. Yeah. That Tom Cruise's Mummy character with his Mummy superpowers now is going to end up in another one of the Dark World movies. Huh. And I can see it being like uh, maybe uh, Jekyll and Hyde or something. Something, something like, well, Jekyll and Hyde uh, is in the Tom Cruise mummy mm -hmm. movie. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, see, I haven't seen that Russell yeah. Crowe is oh. Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, nice. Yeah. And okay. he, does a, he does a really good job of it. Yeah. So, so that rumor I did read was true. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wonder if the... Uh, the Benicio del Toro a Wolfman movie is actually a part of that universe. Right uh, I'm no, I can't say for sure. Yeah. But I because I know that was possible. speculation when that mummy came out. Yeah. Because um, there there people were wondering, well, is you know is the the last remake of the Wolfman a part of that? And yeah. Well, that's the thing. They the whole uh, kaiju thing with Kong Skull Island and 
uh, a Godzilla movie. And oh, the Mutos. Yeah, the Mutos because yeah. you know they're they're in the Godzilla movie. Yeah. And they're apparently there is going to be rumored. You know, I gotta say rumored because you know, it's you can find anything on the internet if you look hard enough. Mm-hmm. Rumored that there's gonna be another big monster movie that's gonna tie in to Godzilla and Kong Skull Island huh. and stuff like that. So well, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're building these, you know, phases like yeah. like Marvel. They're building they're building phases to tie movies in together. So I kind of wonder if they're gonna be doing that in Japan too, because like because um, they had the Shin Godzilla movie, and then Toho also was the well at least the production company that did that Godzilla movie also did Attack on Titan. So I kind of wonder if that will end up becoming, there will be a crossover. I don't know. Shin Godzilla was actually really good. I liked it. I've been wanting to watch it. I, I really liked it. And that's not the only one. Um, they There was another one that was released in 2017 hmm. called Godzilla The Final War. And it kind of goes back to the original Godzilla movies, only done in a modern, with uh, a more modern take on it. Wasn't the Final War a lot earlier than that? Uh, well, like I saw it last year. Like 2007? No. no, I, no, saw, no. I saw it a while ago. I, it wasn't even last year. It was like a while ago. I saw it last year. Huh. But um, but it's... I'll pull it up real quick. Yeah, it was, it, it's the one where, um, where like that weird, it's kind of like uh, that weird fighting team or whatever yeah. helps out Godzilla and Godzilla has to fight like all of the monsters or something. Yeah, like it's that. another it's another destroy uh, destroy all monsters. Yeah, episode, and, it, and it even has like the the weird 1998 remake Gidera. of Godzilla in there. Yeah. <laughs> it also had Ghidorah. Yeah. Uh, or uh King uh Dragon X or whatever they called him, but yeah. And yeah, it was basically it was kind of another destroy all monsters. Yeah. And the thing that I found that was funny... Yeah, it was 2004. Was it 2004? Because I saw it a long time ago. Is that the final hero was actually Russian rather than Japanese. Ooh. Yeah, this was the... Yeah, this was Final Wars... Uh, and then Final what? Yeah, that was... We even have, like, a toy line, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> they've done a lot of the... Well, there's another Godzilla movie coming out next yeah. year. And I don't know, uh, I I don't know much about it, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna see. It. I've seen when I was a kid watching Godzilla, Gamera, yeah, Mothra. I mean, those were the things to watch. Aside from Kung Fu Theater, yeah, um, <laughs> badly dubbed Chinese movies in English, where you really only watched them for the fight scenes um, and flying on the wires. But Godzilla was one of the staples. And one of the things that Godzilla had in all of its movies was high-tech stuff that wasn't ever invented then. Mm. Uh, Some of it's not even invented now. But things like the electric laser ray, which was basically, it's an electric laser, which is throwing giant lightning bolts at Godzilla. Mm -hmm. But it's a laser, <laughs> um, which could have just been poor American dubbing. Yeah. From but Indeed. anyway, I mean, and stuff like that, which we're just now getting to the point where there was something in the news about the government actually uh, deploying 
fighter planes now that actually have destructive laser weapons, laser oh, nice. weaponry that can take out another aircraft. Hmm. Not, you know, not like uh, it shoots out a missile or whatever. It's like, no, these lasers can actually take out another aircraft. Oh, so, and they're, yeah, they're, they're in production. Hmm. So, you know, we're just now getting to technology that they were showing off in the 1950s and 60s. Yeah. In that, uh, like another one that uh, we just recently saw because in a previous episode on the Sci Files, we had Liz, uh, our resident movie writer, mm -hmm. who is working on getting her movie produced. And I, as one of her uh, projects with me, we watched Forbidden Planet, which had. In, we watched Forbidden Planet, which had technological concepts in it. Mm -hmm. that you didn't see then at all. There yeah. they weren't in any other movie or anything out there, like the concept of light speed deceleration where they have to get into a force field hmm. pod that prevents them from being splattered monsters, the giant robots. I think that's very sci-fi for us tonight. So oh, yeah. for this episode I think that'll do us for the sci-files. Again, we are on Anchor FM now, and you can catch us on Anchor FM as well as any of the rebroadcasts that Anchor FM posts. And like we were saying earlier, if you want to find us and you can't find us on Anchor FM, which would be a stretch, Google is your friend. Google Rotten Corpse Radio, and you will find us and all of our episodes of the Sci-Files, the Gore Corner, the WWE Review, the Wrestling Review, as well as Ryan's Horror Show. Yep, and for all other things, if, um, if you can't find that, I mean, just look up RottenCourseRadio.com. Hey, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just hit the hit the podcast tab, and you are set. But, um, but yeah, this will be the first episode of many, and um, we are happy to be making Anchor.fm our home, and... We hope you join us. We hope you stick with us. Shout out to Anchor! Yeah, definitely. Big shout out to Anchor uh, for saving the day, saving us on this treacherous uh, journey we've had with uh, our previous provider. Which we won't mention, SoundCloud. Who? SoundCloud. I didn't mention it, I'm sorry. Oh. I wasn't going to say SoundCloud at all. Actually, how about this? Instead of living up in the clouds... Let's set sail and anchor us a nice place Drop to live. anchor with our podcasts <laughs> at Rotten Corpse Radio. Hi! From Heather. 